how's it going everybody this is the nitty-gritty my name is chad with me is leonard this is a show about wrestling and this week we are bringing to you a recap of aew full gear 2022 leonard did not watch it as anybody who checks us out regularly knows he wasn't planning on watching it you didn't ask me if i watched it or not maybe i did it's true have you? I didn't. I totally did not. They didn't. I totally did not. I had no concept. It was even on, uh, <laughs> except fi- aside from the fact that, as I told you, I'm in a fancy pick'em thing on Facebook, and of the 13 matches, I missed four. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to see which ones you missed here as we go along. Uh, but uh, this event was held at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, which is in my neck of the woods. So I wanted to go to this. I had a feeling about certain things that were going to happen. I felt that this was a big show for them. And uh, I really wanted to go. So that's what I did. And uh, I got there. They had AEW uh, Full Gear Zero Hour, which was like, you know, kind of like the pre-pay-per-view matches going on. And I didn't see all of those. Uh, But uh, it was held on Saturday, by the way. They've kind of... You never know when their events are going to be. Sometimes they're on Sunday, sometimes not. Um, but this one was on a Saturday, uh, November 19th. So the Zero Hour, it started out, there was a 10-man tag, uh, the best friends against the Factory, uh, which included uh, Trent Barreto and the best friends, Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, and Dan Housen against the Factory, QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, Lee Johnson, Nick Camarado, and Cole Carter. Best friends won that. I wasn't there yet. Uh, I also was not there yet for Ricky Starks defeating Brian Cage in the uh, AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament semifinals. But I did get there for the last match of the Zero Hour, which was Eddie Kingston uh, defeating Yun Akiyama by pinfall. Um, so Yun Akiyama was also on Rampage the night before, and he's a legendary Japanese figure, and it was really cool to see him. He doesn't come to the States uh, very much, but... Uh, he was promoting his wrestling company, um, which I want to say DDT is the name of it. Uh, but uh, it was really cool to see him and Eddie Kingston was very emotional in the ring because I guess, you know, Akiyama is one of his idols. Um, so that's when I got into my seat, um, you know, standing in the merch line. So was, you know, it took a little bit. So uh, I was able to get my stuff and get a beer, Leonard, before I was able to sit down. You got to have the essentials ready when you're... Uh, getting ready to take your seat, right? You know, usually I will like to get there and find the seat, and then I wait for the piss break match. Uh, well, we'll get there. <laughs> so, because that's because usually there's not a lot of people out. So that I always find that to be a good time to, if you're going to hit the merch table or food or whatever, is, you know, wait maybe two or three matches in or at least wait to what is considered to be the piss break match. So we'll see what that was. Right. Well, so the first match... Uh, we knew what that was going to be because they had the cage being lowered down um, and it would be Jungle Boy Jack Perry against Luchasaurus with Christian Cage. And this match went about 18 minutes and 40 seconds. And uh, it was a steel cage match and it was pretty good. Um, You know, this is a feud that's been going on for a while. It's been kind of, you know, tainted by injuries. Christian Cage is injured and Jungle Boy Jack Perry was out for a little while. Uh, but they they managed to get off a good, a decent match. I gave it, uh, we'll go out of 10 for this rating, Leonard. We won't do anything weird. Uh, I gave it about a 7 out of 10. The next match is uh, sure to be Leonard's favorite. 
which is Death Triangle of Pac, Penta El Cero Miedo, and Ray Phoenix against the elite of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, Leonard's favorites. And this match went about 18 minutes and 40 seconds. It was for the World Trios Championship. And uh, apparently this is going to be a best of seven series. Um, now, Leonard wouldn't even have had to watch this. I already know what he would probably have said about it. But this, to me, was the match of the night. This was, you know, insane. And uh, I gave it about 8.5 out of out of 10. Um, it was a blistering pace throughout. Uh, one notable thing not related to the match, however. Um, I knew there would be weird chance. It is Jersey. And sure enough, you can see the video on Twitter, Leonard, if you care to look it up. Uh, the FCM Punk chant started right away. <laughs> um, uh, and you can hear that, you know, on the event itself, which, uh, you know, it was pretty loud. Every, everybody, everybody was pretty much chanting it. Uh, yeah, now this is one I did miss. And I would have went the other way if I knew it was best of seven. Yeah. Because Elite's not losing, but they would lose the first match and best best of seven so they can pretend that they're trying. So, yeah. Like, so like this trying to get someone over. They lost the first match and uh, you know the fact of the matter is it's, it was a weird situation because you had them getting suspended due, due to the CM Punk situation. They had won the trios championship. So, you know, on one hand, yes, it's going to be pretty obvious that they're going to win it back. However, if we get a ton of really good matches out of it, I'm okay with that. Um, but we'll see where it goes. You never know. Um, the next match is the piss break match. <laughs> And it was Jade Cargill against Nyla Rose for the AEW TBS Championship. It went about eight minutes. And I think half the crowd got up during the How many belts does AEW have? Because on a quick look, it looked like of the 13 matches, like 10 of them was for a belt. They have quite a few belts. But I will say this. They have, in my opinion, they have proven to do good things with their belts. And they don't they're not watered down the belts mean something each even the ftw belt which is not a recognized championship they've managed to make look like it has weight to it um because these championships are constantly defended the matches are competitive um in the case of the tbs championship jade cargill won it initially and she's still undefeated um so yeah they do have quite a few belts uh but uh this match was, it was what it was. Uh, this is one of those feuds that, um, you know, the challenger uh, stole the belt and proclaimed themselves the champion. We've seen those feuds uh, forever and a day throughout wrestling history. Um, so this one was somewhat predictable. But I gave this one, uh, we'll go about four out of ten on that one. So the next match would be a four-way for the ROH World Championship, and that is Chris Jericho against Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Sammy Guevara. This match won about 21 minutes and 30 seconds. And uh, again, it was very, very good. Chris Jericho won. Um, and I think that that was the right... I think that was the right call for him to come out the victor because I think you can still have some mileage out of him being the champion and uh, giving it more notoriety. Uh, but it was a good four-way match as far as four-way matches go. And this was another one that I missed because I didn't think they would take the title off of Claudio 
so soon, and I wouldn't have guessed it because to me that feels like Jericho is stepping down to take the Ring of Honor. Well, what he's done so far is become claim him. It's you know he does this uh, Ring of Jericho, and he's trying to destroy the legacy of Ring of Honor by challenging anybody who's been a former ROH World Champion. <laughs> um, he, you know, he calls himself the Ocho. Um, you know, because I guess it's his eighth world title. Um, so it, it's been fun. It's been a fun thing. The only downer has been they one of the weeks leading up to this, they had him. He was going to challenge a mystery opponent who was a former ROH world champion. And everybody had wondered, oh, man, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And it was Colt Kamana, <laughs> which was uh, didn't go over as well as they thought it would, but also could be argued was possibly a middle finger to CM Punk. Yes. Very loose way. I I would have to watch the whole thing, but I would be kind of against, let's give the Ring of Honor world title to a guy whose gimmick is Ring of Honor can suck my dick. Yeah, he's he's beating up announcers and uh, That that, that seems counterproductive to wanting to get Ring of Honor over. (laughs) Well, we'll see. They have a pay-per-view coming up in December, so we'll see how that does. Okay. I gave that one, you know, I'll probably probably about an eight out of ten for that one. Um, it all, it's also worth noting that Sammy Guevara's entrance video is pretty cool. It has a, it's like a Dragon Ball Z type video with him in anime form beating up various people, uh, which I thought was neat. Um, the next match is Dr. Britt Baker against Soraya, just a regular singles match, about twelve minutes and thirty seconds. And this is obviously Soraya's return match. It's been many years since uh, she was in the ring. And I'd be lying if I said there was zero ring rust. Uh, I think she. I think this is a combination of not being in the ring for a while, also being very nervous, very emotional. Like if anybody watching Dynamite leading up to this, you could tell that the nerves were there. Um, she even said at the post-event uh, scrum that uh, breaking kayfabe, she said that, you know, Britt basically, you know, carried her throughout the whole process of the match, uh, you know, putting over how how well she was to work with, um, which is cool to see. Um, I, I, I gave the match about 7, 7.5 out of 10. I thought it I thought it was pretty good. Um, I'm anxious to see how she does as she, you know, keeps doing matches. I'm sure it'll be a uh, more of like a Brock Lesnar type <laughs> Um schedule for her i doubt she's going to be wrestling weekly but uh it's it's still it was cool to see her back in the ring um everybody seemed to be watching this one see like i'm trying to remember like when i got up to you know refill my drink i i didn't get up during the jade and nyla rose match leonard because that's when everybody got up and i was i didn't think it made you know didn't make any sense because that's when everybody was doing their thing right right you need need to find the right window Right. Um, no, I wrote yeah, So it was this next match, as I'm thinking out loud. Uh, the next match is for the AEW TNT Championship, a triple threat match, Samoa Joe against Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs. And they made the right call here by having Samoa Joe win the TNT title. He has both the ROH TV title and the TNT title now. Uh, Wardlow didn't get pinned in the process. Um, so you have Wardlow continuing to look strong. And you have Samoa Joe with two belts now um, as they slowly move him up the card because it it makes sense for Wardlow to kind of he'll he'll be moved on from this uh, feud here in a little bit. And it'll make sense given what happens at the end of the night 
Uh, and I and I missed this one as well because uh, I again same logic. Why take the bell off of Wardlow so soon after him winning it? And Wardlow seemed to be the the guy who was on the rise. So yes. keep keep that title on him. So that if I had to guess, there's that, logic to it. Yeah. Well, again, without watching the product, it's me kind of booking logically from a distance. Right. Uh, I gave this one about seven out of ten. By the way, um, the next match was Sting and Darby Allen against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Uh, a no-DQ tag team match. It went about 11 minutes. Um, I forgot to add that the triple threat TNT match went about 9 minutes and 55 seconds. Uh, but this tag match went 11 minutes. And, you know, this was just a blast to watch. Um, I knew that it was going to be battling in the crowd. You know, Sting and uh, Jay Lethal were battling like a section over from where I was. Uh, which was really cool. Um, you know, Sting, you know, did one of his crazy leaps, you know, off of uh, one of the guardrails or whatever. Um, you know, it, it was just cool to see, the, you know, to see these guys in the ring. Um, you know, Sting is clearly having a blast in his part-time role. Um, it just makes you look back at his short WWE stint um, and kind of shake your head uh, because they are doing really well with him here in his like mentor role he doesn't wrestle all the time but when he does it's always like a special thing um so for that one i went about seven out of ten and as you're hearing here this is a long card so there was a lot of matches and like i said i didn't even show up for all of it so uh, when did you get out of there uh, i got out of there about it was a little bit before midnight that's that's too late. A little bit before midnight. So the next match was for the interim AEW Women's Championship. Jamie Hayter against Tony Storm. Um, the crowds have been very pro Jamie Hayter. And uh, obviously, Tony Khan was listening because she won the interim title here in about 15 minutes. Um, this was a really good match. I gave it about 7.5 out of 10. Uh, both ladies worked really well. It made sense for them to put it on Jamie Hayter here. Uh, you know, they can have her go into any number of feuds after this. And, you know, she's really hot with the crowd. She's good in the ring. Um, so no complaints. Well, uh, this is the other one I missed because I went Tony Storm. Again, she just won it. Why move it? And it's the interim title. It's not even the real belt. So it think, seems kind of yeah. stupid to me that you're moving a fake belt around. Well, I mean, they do that in UFC sometimes. Like when a guy's out for an extended period of time and it's the interim belt. Um, like, but in this case, I don't think they know what they're doing with Thunder Rosa yet. Um, I don't know if it's a combination of injury or backstage issues or just the backstage issues. Um, I think, you know, from what I've heard, they don't know when or if they're going to bring her back. So we'll see. Uh, the second to last match is the acclaimed against Swerve in our glory. This is the third, the rubber match in that feud for the AW World Tag Team Championships. So it went about 19 minutes and 40 seconds. The acclaimed came out the victors here. And as predicted, the Swerve in our glory tag team looks to have been broken up as uh, Keith Lee kind of walked out uh, towards the end of the match. Um, this was a good match. Everybody that watches AEW enjoys watching the acclaimed and, uh, you know, Billy Gunn with them. Uh, the scissoring thing is stupid, but it's fun. Um, you know, you, you can point to any number of things in any number of wrestling companies that were stupid, but fun. Um, but this was a good match. They're a good, both these tag teams are very good and, you know, brought the energy uh, to this feud. So 
I liked this one a lot. I would give it about seven and a half out of 10. Um, the main event was MJF against John Moxley for the AEW World Championship. And this was the main reason why I wanted to go, because I thought that this was going to be a big turning point for the company. Uh, they've been pushing, not pushing, they've been kind of gradually getting to this point where they give MJF the belt and he's the heel champion that is probably going to have a healthy reign ahead of him. And the big news was that William Regal turned on John Moxley and handed MJF the brass knucks and allowed MJF to win. Um, the match was very good. I would give it about an eight out of 10. Uh, and I think that the reason they moved the title off of Wardlow is to eventually get to a feud between he and MJF because there's history there. Uh, Wardlow was his bodyguard once upon a time. So that to me is an easy, easy one there to go for. I assume that's what he's going to go for. Uh, he being Tony Khan in the long run. We'll see. Uh, did we get all the ones you missed? Yes. Yes. It was, um, I figured the elite would never job. And then I didn't think they would move the three title belts from the people who just want them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that there would be a good, uh, like a couple title changes here. And I was right. Um, overall, the event was a blast. Um, we were talking in text message. Uh, there were two close fights in the sections, kind of both uh, around me. Uh, one of them, I guess, during the event itself, you could hear people reacting to. I don't know that to be true, but I think that that happened um, because the crowd ended up chanting and being excited that a guy got ejected. <laughs> so um, it, it, you know, it definitely, you know, if everybody was feeling a little bit of fatigue from all these matches, that fight, which occurred during the acclaim match, definitely got everybody raring to go again. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was a, a really good event. It was a lot of fun and uh, I'm anxious to see where they go with MJF as champion. I do think that they were hoping this was going to be the rubber match between CM Punk and MJF. And I think they were going to have MJF win it from Punk here. Um, obviously it didn't happen, <laughs> but uh, I can, I think that was the plan. Um, it would have made sense storyline wise for them to have that third match. Uh, but irregardless, I think that the plan always was for MJF to win the title in, in at this event so uh let me know what you thought of the event if you watched it and uh please comment and check out our other videos our stupid questions random match reviews segment surgery um check us out on apple podcast and or spotify and for leonard my name is chad we will see you next time and alexa will see you out